This is exactly right. Welcome to my favorite murder, the menu sode. The menu sode. Would you like to see a menu sode? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that was good. That was fucking great. Uh, this is where we read you your menu, and then would you like to start off with a beverage? Yeah, and you can add to the menu if you want. If you're a great idea for a new dish, yeah, like that. That's how most restaurants work. Yeah, where you can byo casserole. Uh, yeah, please do at this place you know what the chef loves is suggestions yeah that's all she wants she and he are always open to suggestions that's right right. and improvements Mm. just any like could you put a little more salt in yeah try salt try this email are you ready put some seasoning in (laughs) on this this motherfucking email episode okay go ahead this dish the subject line is another Power Ranger parentheses attempted murder. Oh shit. Get ready. Steven, hold on to your butt. Steven, get ready for the facts. <laughs> Hi. In the summer of 2017, best yet, best yet, congratulations, you win for the intro of the (laughs) year award. In the summer of 2017, I was attending Phoenix Comic Con, where one of the featured guests was Green, the Green Power Ranger, Jason David Frank. That's three fucking first names as a name. Okay. God bless. God bless you. If you if one gets broken, fucking move on to the next one. Switch them up. Switch your boot. If you want to know. More about this character's origin, you're going to have to ask Steven, because I have no fucking idea. (laughs) Anyway, a dude attending the convention was posting some really weird and concerning things online about killing people at the event. An acquaintance of this guy did the right thing by reporting his post to her local authorities in California. When Phoenix police responded to the threats, they located the man who had three handguns, a shotgun, a combat knife, pepper spray, and throwing stars on him. Oh my god. He had somehow gotten around the convention's security guards and what? prop checking station and just waltz inside <gasps> with the intention of killing the Green Power Ranger and oh Phoenix god. police officers. That was the plan. He oh was charged god. with attempted murder, resisting arrest, multiple counts of aggravated assault, carrying a weapon in a prohibited place, and wearing body armor during the commission of a felony. And in parentheses, didn't even know that was a law, but okay. <laughs> I recently checked his court records, and as far as I know, there hasn't been a trial or sentencing so far. There's some semi-secret news articles about mental competency hearings for him, so I assume he's trying to plead not guilty and may possibly go to trial. Mm. While all of this was happening, I was standing outside of the convention center in the 100-degree-plus weather mm. um, heat. Sorry, the 100-plus 100, 100 degree heat. I mean, it's weather. It is weather, technically, honest. but yeah. specifically hot weather, yeah. waiting to get inside to attend a panel by one of my favorite authors. After two hours of waiting outside and already missing the event I was there for, I said, fuck this, and went to day drink at a nearby hotel pool. (laughs) When I found out that this murder plot was the reason I didn't get into the con, murderino me was a little disappointed by not getting to know all the details. Mm. But anxiety me was pretty stoked that I was far, far away from this and that no one died. Additional sidebar, the convention keeps inviting the Green Power Ranger back as a guest each year, so I guess he does not fear death and probably shouldn't be fucked with stay sexy and don't ruin comic-con by trying to murder a power ranger jen you got to imagine that 
next year their security is going to be pretty fucking tight. Yes. Like the tightest of all the cons. I would hope. Yeah. Green Ranger would hope. Well, I feel like nobody expects it until it happens. And yeah. then it's like, oh, we should have we should have been paying better attention. But it makes sense as like if, if everyone's dressed as like uh what are they called? Action figures. Yes. Everyone is dressed as a Barbie or right. a can or a skipper. You have to pick one of those <laughs> and three. Wh- and Barbie always carries a carries a weapon with her. <laughs> so Barbie like, a lot of people don't know that Barbie is really good at throwing stars. That's right. She can just, she can hit a target from 50 paces. In fucking, on tippy toes. On constant <laughs> tippy toes. The woman cannot bend her feet. No. Nope. She is constantly on permanent tiptoes. That's right. Because of the war injury that's, she has in both feet. It's sad. That's an awful scary story that you just told me. It's pretty bad, right? Yep. Here's one called, maybe he just wanted a grilled cheese. <laughs> <laughs> hey, gang. Nice. This creepy story took place in the early 90s when I was four or five. One afternoon, I was sitting on the living room rug watching Sesame Street while my mom was in the kitchen making grilled cheese sandwiches for lunch. Mm. Yum. Mm. Suddenly, a disheveled looking man opened our front door and walked in, mumbling something incoherent. Mm -hmm. Being a naive kid, I casually called out, hey, mom, someone's here. (laughs) (laughs) My mom poked her head out of the kitchen and saw this guy standing in our house just a few feet away from me she immediately reached back into the kitchen grabbed a knife and screamed all caps get the fuck out of my house before i call the cops at which point i finally realized something was out of the ordinary something out of the ordinary was going on Mm -hmm. the man just turned and walked back out the front door still mumbling yes to my mom's credit i don't remember being especially frightened by all this i was mostly shocked to hear her say the f word (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the town we lived in had a large homeless population, and it's likely this man was just struggling with mental illness and or substance abuse, but I truly don't think he meant any harm. I bet he smelled that delicious gooey grilled cheese and thought he would pop in for lunch. Sure. I don't think my mom even filed a police report. Looking back on this as, as an adult, I can't imagine how terrifying that experience was for my mom, and I shudder to think about how differently the situation could have turned out if he'd had different intentions or if my mom had not reacted so quickly. So I guess the moral of the story is stay sexy and lock your fucking doors. Lock your fucking doors. And then here's her name, Brie. <gasps> oh. Like cheese. Like a grilled cheese. <laughs> I don't even know if she realized. Thematic. No, because you wouldn't make a grilled cheese with Brie. That would be not. You're right. Well. Have you had a BLT with Brie? I don't. I don't like Brie. Oh, right. I told you my Brie. You ruined- told me many times <laughs> that I went to an Oscar party. Everybody made baked brie. Oh, yeah. So there was nothing else to eat, literally, <laughs> but baked brie. And I'd never had it. So I was like, ooh, this is good. Ugh. And everybody made it slightly different. Yeah. So like, this one has cranberry on it. And mm-hmm. this one has a sauce, whatever. Mm-hmm. And two-thirds of the way through the Oscars, I was like, I have to go home. <laughs> and I walked into my... It took me, you know, 10 minutes yeah. to get home. I walked into my apartment door and just barfed. Because <laughs> there's... You can't eat that. You can't no. eat... Brie for dinner. No, 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 no. It's small amounts. Yes. Or large amounts after dinner. Yeah. Something. It's just non-barf amounts. Exactly. We learn. This is how we live, and we learn (laughs) to quote Alanis Morissette. The subject line is accidental kid injury. Hey, MFM fam. I'm a speech-language pathologist in a preschool in upstate New York and survived my long commute thanks in large part to your podcast. Mm. Uh, 
um, some of my coworkers might find it weird for me to be listening to murder stories when I'm pulling into work, but fuck them. <laughs> Hearing the American flag story in Minnesota 118 reminded me of an accidental kid injury that oh. happened to me in the early 90s I thought you might enjoy. So if somebody doesn't know, I overjoyed to update you. The American flag story is somebody wrote in saying that when they were like eight years old, I think, yeah. they were on a stepladder and for some reason they were holding a little American flag on a stick in their mouth uh -huh. and then they fell and the stick from the American flag <sighs> got jammed into their tonsil. <sighs> but they were fine. Um, okay. And for some reason it makes me laugh harder than I think. Uh, kid logic. So, we're back in now. Okay. My mom is a registered nurse, and when I was around four or five, she was working in an oral surgeon's office. One night, I was sitting on the couch watching TV with my brother and sister while our mom was in the kitchen cooking dinner. I was digging around in the couch cushions for treasure, mm -mm. as one does. I'm sorry. I was digging around <laughs> in the couch cushions for treasure, <laughs> and what luck, I found a piece of candy tucked away in the cushion. So I quickly unwrapped it and ate it before my siblings could steal it or tell on me. <laughs> my next memory is standing above a pasta pot spitting out blood, <gasps> sobbing, and screaming. It turns out the candy I found was a glass capsule of an ammonium carbonate, what? a.k.a. smelling salts, what? used to treat fa fainting, which shattered when I tried to eat it. No! Presumably, the capsule had been in the pocket of my mom's scrubs and had fallen out and gotten <gasps> lost in the couch. My mom says she remembers me running into the kitchen with blood Pouring out of my mouth. <gasps> oh, God. But having no idea what happened. Yeah. I mean, this, yeah. that alone is why I can't be a parent. Yeah. That alone. Yeah. The shock of things you don't expect. Yeah. Where you're like, sorry, how how do you have an American flag in your eye? How did you hurt yourself? What are you doing? Okay, so unsure if I had actually ingested anything from the capsule, my mom called poison control. Their response was that they didn't know what she should do. <laughs> <laughs> and then all, in all caps. Good job, guys. My mom decided to give me some milk and call it a night. Yeah, milk. That's the one. Why an RN needed this on the ready is still a mystery yeah. to me. Smelling salts because people faint and you have to wake them up. Yeah, but you'd think that you have to empty your pockets before. It's like, you know, like at a retail store and they're like, they check your purse on the way out. Yeah. That should be double time at a fucking hospital. One would think, but who's going to do it? Okay. Who's going to take the time? Yeah. Uh, stay sexy and don't eat couch candy, Jenny. <laughs> <laughs> couch candy. I love that so much because that, that thing of... It's the thing you forget when you're an adult, but when you're a kid, and this used to happen to me and my sister all the time, finding a good food so that the other one couldn't get, like, if I had anything, my sister would grab it out of my hand. Yeah. Like, that was, you were constantly fighting for, so it's like, oh my God, a mini Snickers on the couch. You would just, like, try yeah. to eat it before someone took it from yeah, you. Yeah, because that's all it was, is fighting for things. It's fighting for things and, like... O older siblings taking shit out of your hands yeah. because they can. I remember we'd go grocery shopping the next day, like the entire box of crackers would have been eaten by my brother. Yes. And you're like, I don't even, you weren't even, a, like I was awake the whole time. <laughs> How did you fucking eat that? Yes. It was a real bummer. That's why you love crackers so much. That's why I hate my brother. <laughs> <laughs> no. Crackers! Crackers! Okay. Your brother's name's Crackers. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Crackers! <laughs> All right, this is called Easter Revelation. My mom almost killed me. Ooh. Lighthearted. Nice. <laughs> Great. Hi, everyone, and new Steven. Oh, what about old Steven? Um, Wait, do they mean Jay? They mean Jay. Oh. That's Steven. This past Easter weekend, I was dying eggs with my mom. Are you five? Uh... <laughs> 
We were talking about our earliest memories, and I mentioned my first surgery when I was about five years old. I had a growth on my eyelid and a couple of precancerous moles, so my mom had the doctors remove them all at the same time. I only remember choosing bubblegum space gas and the ride home from the hospital. Yeah. Fun! Mm -hmm. My mom took me to the store on the way home and said I could get whatever I wanted. And you're so high, you got it all. (laughs) That she chose (laughs) Play-Doh. She said, I chose Play-Doh. My mom was super clean and never let me have it otherwise. I I got back to the car and suddenly threw up everywhere. In the present, my mom looked at me earnestly and asked, is that all you remember from that day? Uh-oh. I replied curiously, yes. <laughs> then she proceeded to tell me something she has never told anyone before. <laughs> she said that she was extremely nervous the entire day because of the surgery and became even more flustered with the chaos of my vomit explosion inside the car. <laughs> she noticed a red light a bit too late and stopped fast, and I flew right into the dashboard. <laughs> In the chaos, she forgot to buckle my seatbelt. <laughs> This was the 80s, so at five, I wasn't required to sit in a car seat in the back. No, hell no. No, you weren't. You were required to sit, like, in the, like, face first into the fucking windshield. That's right. You're you're (laughs) required to be a part of the dashboard. You were basically the fucking airbag. Yes. You were your own airbag, and you were strong enough to be. Um, I was dazed, but okay, and apparently it knocked that portion of my memory right out of my brain. Yeah, it did. (laughs) (laughs) She's... Uh, she said she felt so horrible, she accidentally projected her little girl covered in vomit and bandages right into the dashboard of her car. <laughs> when she told me this, I laughed hysterically until I was in tears. I brought it up at Easter dinner. Yes, and you she, did. She looked embarrassed. She said, you're going to tell all your friends this story, aren't you? Yes, we are. I replied, hell yeah, I am. And I'm sending this story to my favorite podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for the amazing community you've built. I went on my first solo trip this year to the east coast just to see you in philadelphia the philly murderinos were so welcoming and invited mm. me to the after party at the tavern on broad which is in the basement of the bellevue hotel yes the hotel georgia spoke about in her story that night yes it was the coolest coincidence <laughs> i also went to nyc in boston during that trip and knocked off several bucket list items including seeing my grandpa's name on the memorial wall at ellis island whoa without you your podcast and the community you created i would have never been able to recognize the strength and confidence i possess in order to do something like this wow especially with a head injury (laughs) (laughs) so brave that was me i don't think i could ever meet you guys in person because all i would do is bawl my eyes out while hugging you which is fine that's what we like we're totally fine with that it would kind of require it thank you for everything love kira may nice thanks kira may oh my god that's hilarious you know what's funny too is that the, the mom in the chaos didn't do the one thing that my mom would do even if if the light the stop was very light which is throw an arm across that's right which is a very it doesn't happen anymore it doesn't need to happen i do it to my purse <laughs> do you do it to your purse i do it to whoever's there <laughs> sometimes i do it to chris fairbanks and do you need a ride <laughs> Because I I am so I'm such a bad yeah. strange fantasizer where I'll suddenly I'll be like, I'm driving, stop doing that, I'm driving. Me too. I'll be like in a weird world. Georgia, have you ever been blown away by the most simple dish at a restaurant? Like perfectly scrambled eggs? Oh my god, yes, Karen. And then all I want to do is make that dish at home and eat it every day. Well, you probably could, as long as you have the chef's secret ingredient 
Made In Cookware. Made In was created to bring restaurant quality performance kitchenware to home chefs around the world. For years, they've built their business by supplying restaurants and top chefs with high-end cookware. Some of Tom Colicchio's most treasured dishes at his restaurant craft are made in Made In. Whether you're cooking for professional critics or just the critics you live with, your meals will benefit from the quality of Made In products. Like their carbon steel cookware, it combines the best of both cast iron and stainless steel clad, so it's rugged enough for grills or an open flame. It's the MVP of summer cookouts and cook-ins. What I really love about made-in cookware is that it actually makes something like having a Memorial Day barbecue much more convenient because you can keep everything on the grill if you need to throw, say, a pan of garlic up on the top while you're grilling your steaks on the bottom. It's strong enough, durable enough to do that. If you want to take your cooking to the next level, remember what so many great dishes have in common. They're all made in, made in. Save up to 25% this Memorial Day from May 18th through May 27th when you visit madeincookware.com. That's M-A-D-E-I-N cookware.com. Goodbye. If you're like me, you're always looking for a story to dive into. Whether it's a family drama or a mystery to solve, the key to getting hooked is the details. I need rich visuals and intricate storylines, and June's Journey has that and more. June's Journey is a mobile mystery game that follows June Parker, a daring young woman, on a quest to uncover the truth about her sister's murder. This is your chance to test your detective skills because you'll play the game as June herself. Explore beautifully designed scenes from the 1920s, like lavish estates and gardens, and don't forget to keep an eye out for hidden clues. There are twists, turns, and catchy tunes, all leading you deeper into the thrilling storyline. And if you play well enough, you could make it to the detective club. There, you'll chat with other players and compete with or against them. June needs your help, but watch out, you never know which character might be a villain. Shocking family secrets will be revealed, but will you crack the case? Find out as you escape this world and dive into June's world of mystery, murder, and romance. It's all just one tap away. Discover your inner detective when you download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. That's June's Journey. Download the game for free on iOS and Android. Goodbye. There's something about the sound of an old-timey cash register that really takes me back. I know. It sounds like someone is about to hand me an ice cream cone, but it also sounds like we just sold some merch. That's right. And if you're a Shopify user like us, you know that this sound means you just made a sale. Shopify has helped millions of businesses sell their products online, but did you know they also offer the same support for brick and mortar stores? From accepting payments to managing inventory, they have everything you need to sell in person. So give your point of sale system a serious upgrade with Shopify. Shopify POS tracks sales across all your locations. That way you'll always know what you have in stock and where. They also provide reliable tech that fits your unique retail needs, like turning a tablet into a credit card reader. And if you're looking to reach new customers, check out Shopify's marketing tools. They're easy to use and they integrate with all social media platforms. With Shopify, we have a powerful partner for managing our sales. And if you're a business owner, you can too. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period today at shopify.com murder. And here's the important note, that promo code is all lowercase. So go to shopify.com slash murder and take your retail business to the next level. That's shopify.com slash murder. Again, don't forget the code is all lowercase. Goodbye. The last one for me. I won't read the subject line because it's yeah, good. We and get, whatever. Yeah, do it. Hi, friends. My grandma, Ma, 
was an amazing woman who grew up in super rural West Virginia. She was growing up at the height of the Great Depression, so she had lots of stories to share about her, how her family cut corners and made life work. Love it. Mm-hmm. One of the stories she told was about her grandma's haunted house. Mm. Ma said that her grandpa, quote, had a touch of the crazy, and he didn't trust banks, so he would bury any extra money he had in the backyard. Uh-uh. Ma said she remembered watching her grandpa dig a hole and plop down a mason jar. She said it wasn't tons of money. Ma guessed maybe 50 to $75, parentheses, what would be around $1.7 million today. Yeah. And then a, a, one of those laughing emojis. <laughs> Close parentheses. <laughs> when he died, the family tried to dig around and find it to help with the expenses, but they only found a few empty jars. What? His jar burying wasn't a secret, so they figured someone just stole the cash and reburied the empty mason jars. Yeah. A couple years later, Ma was spending the night at her grandma's. She said she woke up for no reason and saw her grandpa standing at the foot of her bed. (gasps) Ma said she wasn't scared, so she just watched him. He smiled at her and pointed at a spot on the floor up against the wall where two pieces of baseboard met. She said he disappeared after that and she just went back to sleep. Parentheses. I would have woken up the entire damn house, but whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Close parentheses. Ma told her dream the next day. And of course, she told my ma that it was just a dream. Ma's grandma believed her, though. Her grandma told that her grandpa told her that he had buried a few decoy jars <gasps> in the yard. Brilliant. After they couldn't find the money, her grandma figured they were all decoys and the money was lost. She had Ma point out the baseboard and had her dad rip it off. You guessed it. Oh, no. Inside the wall was a mason jar stuffed with cash. Oh, my God. (gasps) Ma died in 2007, and I cherish her stories just as much as her handmade quilts. I might not be able to come back from that. My favorite story involves a teenage Ma jumping on a police officer's back in the middle of a bar. (laughs) Long, hilarious story, but it shows that her grandpa wasn't the only one in the family with... A touch of the crazy. <laughs> Stay sexy and wake up the whole house when you see a ghost, Heather. What was the name of that subject line? Ghosts, things in walls, grandmas. Love all it. exclamation points. That's beautiful. I mean, the money was where he, the ghost pointed it. That's bananas. Are, are you a believer now? I believe you. <laughs> I believe you. <laughs> Here's what you want. Oops. I believe you. Uh, ghosts have, are real. Ghosts are real. Grandpas are real. Grandpas are the realest. Uh, mason jars are unfortunately a thing. They are, and they're everywhere. Always. They're always buried somewhere. Don't trust banks. No. That's about it. Yeah. Oh, um, I have one more. Okay. Grandpa and uncle save life. Lighthearted. Just the one life? I, I guess. Is that not enough for you? <laughs> <laughs> Let's see whose it is. Is one life not important? One life. One life? Is about as many. MFM fam, I'll start by telling you about my great uncle Dick, built his own house by hand on a ranch in Florida, dug uh, his own pond by hand, and no teeth because he doesn't want to wait at the dentist for dentures. (laughs) (laughs) He's got ponds to build. That's right. Last time I saw him, he said he got a cat. I asked its name and he just shrugged and said, I just call him Kitty. 
Mm. He even rescued a dog that four families had given up within a year because the dog was, quote, untrainable. Uh-uh. Those fucking families are untrainable. That's right. Also, who needs to train dogs? Yeah. As, per- as a person with two dogs that run the household, yeah. it's more fun. They're still fucking amazing. His farm- Anyone can sit. Yeah. <laughs> Watch. <laughs> uh, I fall over. <laughs> His farm includes a dog, cat, two miniature donkeys, and a mule. All in all, a badass with no patience for bullshit and yet an animal lover. Oh, oh my god. And no patience for teeth. Okay. <laughs> Long ago, Dick and his brother, my grandpa, were out ice fishing on a property with lots of ponds. So if you saw someone on a pond, you just go to another. They didn't see anyone on their walk to their favorite pond. They were there for about 30 minutes before my grandpa heard someone yell, Help. Ooh. He tells Dick, and Dick replies, I didn't hear shit. <laughs> Dick. So Dick, about, what are you so mad about? I don't know. <laughs> So about five minutes later, my grandpa hears it again and says, Dick, I really hear someone yelling help. To which Dick replied, you're just old and hearing shit. I have better hearing than you and I didn't hear it. <laughs> my grandpa ignored him and listened for about a minute and um, and realizing the nearest pond was about half a mile away. He couldn't have heard anything. Five minutes later, my uncle jumps out of his chair and took off sprinting. My grandpa, shocked, yelled, where are you going? And Dick replied while sprinting away, someone's yelling for help. (laughs) So my grandpa took off running after him. They got to the nearest pond and found a guy who had fallen through the ice while trying to save his dog (gasps) who had fallen through as well. Being in the woods, my grandpa scooped up a long stick. The guy grabbed onto the large stick and they pulled him out. Then they focused on the dog. The dog wouldn't grab onto the large stick. What a dick. Because he was panicking. Because he was untrainable. Not because (laughs) he was untrainable. Sit, (laughs) grab the stick. Sit, grab. Grab it. Um, Thinking in a panic, my grandpa literally ripped a small tree out of the ground and used a small branch of the tree to loop onto the collar of the dog and pulled him out. Yes. Everyone survived, and my grandpa and Uncle Dick both received outstanding citizen trophies for the city from the city for saving a life. I only found out about this while my grandpa and I were cleaning out his storage room, and I found the trophy. Oh, I'd kill for that trophy. That's right. Maybe we'll get it. Thank Ooh. you for reading. Stay sexy, and if you hear someone yelling for help, you should probably just go check it out. Aaron. That- I just like to picture that that trophy, they just had to grab a baseball trophy from a local trophy store <laughs> and like bowling. snap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just snap the like sport off. <laughs> and like, tr- like put like a, a cauliflower on it so it looks like a tree <laughs> instead of a... Here's you holding it, not, a, not a bowling ball. Would you look at yourself? Look at how trophy. great this looks. Amen. What a great collection of l- stories and lore. You guys, please send yours in uh, to my favorite murder Gmail. So many good grandpa we'll, and grandma stories. We'll look. Uh, yeah. Listen. All of those. We'll laugh. We'll cry. We'll look. We'll listen. Make us feel. Make us try. It's your job. I double dare you. <laughs> <laughs> good luck. Yeah. Stay sexy. And don't get murdered. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Elvis, you want a cookie? <laughs> good boy.